Welcome to The Partnership, the straight-up business podcast where co-founders chat co-founders with co-founders. I'm Jennifer Bettmeyer. And I'm Melissa Duran-Connor. We know we, a th- What are you doing? Go ahead. <laughs> this should stay in. We know a thing or two about being business partners. We launched media relations agency Jennifer Bett Communications together in 2014. So each episode, we invite co-founders to share their stories about building something new from the ground up. Today, we're very excited to welcome our very first guest, the Skim co-founders, Carly Zakin, like bacon, and Danielle Weisberg. No, like Weisberg. Weisberg. College friends turned news producers turned roommates who created The Skim as a news source that spoke to smart, busy people and gave them their news in a way that fit into their routine. Like many entrepreneurs, Carly and Danielle launched The Skim right from their couch in 2012 when they noticed more and more people coming to them with basic questions about the daily news. Their company started with their enormously popular daily email newsletter, but has since expanded to include an app, podcast, and more. Carly and Danielle have raised more than $30 million in funding, most recently in a round led by Google Ventures and Spanx founder Sarah Blakely. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi. congratulations. To Melissa for surviving you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to preface this podcast by saying I, Jenny, have known Danielle and Carly for six or seven years. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually met them at a coffee shop in the West Village. I had heard about them and that they were starting some sort of news something, and they were looking to network. Um, And at the time, I was in PR and running PR for a global fashion company. And we sat down and despite finding them slightly annoying, I fell in love with them pretty quickly and knew they were onto something bigger and better than, frankly, anyone I had spoken to at that point. Um, We then moved into a small office space, Melissa and myself, when it was just the two of us at JBC and down the hall, Completely by fate, I, neither of us planned this. Um, the Skim had their very first office, which I believe was just four or five people mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. And we shared that disgusting this one bathroom. bathroom. The yes. one and also there were like bathroom. four other offices on that floor. So yeah. All yeah. of us shared a bathroom. Also, I don't know if you guys have walked by recently, but it's we really nice, missed yeah. the boat on that place. Yeah, it's like they upgraded nice it. Really? really? Yeah, great restaurants. Yeah. Well, I miss it mostly because it's across from Sugarfish. Yeah, but we and weren't there when that happened. Yeah. I know. Well, we were, oh. and as we were leaving, I realized I didn't go once, which made no sense. Yeah, no, and now you have to wait two hours to really get nice. in. So to get back on track, <laughs> which Melissa's supposed to be doing, um, the reason we wanted you to be our first guest is not just because I obviously adore you both personally and professionally, but I think um, people are really curious about your partnership and how you guys work together, and even from... My perspective, I get a lot of questions about the two of you and and how it's worked for so long. I think you hear a lot of stories about co-founders that fall out and have really ugly breakups. And from someone that's watched you from the very beginning, I think you've navigated your relationship really beautifully. Um, And we try to Mm -hmm. do that, too, although there are certain times we want to actually kill each other. Um, So we wanted to kind of talk about that and talk about your partnership as friends and as work wives and as co-founders. Yeah, but I guess before we jump into that, let's lay some groundwork about you guys and the skim and how it got started for the people who live under a rock and have never heard of people that don't know what it is. (laughs) Exactly. So obviously you guys come from producer land TV and our news junkies self-described. But did you ever when you were in those jobs thinking about entrepreneurship didn't even cross your mind? 
We were 25 years old when we started the skim from our living room couch. I think looking back on this story, people always assume or, you know, like to have this idea that we were sitting there plotting this magical career that we were going to quit our jobs and become successful entrepreneurs before we were 30. That is not at all what happened. Uh, We had an idea. We loved news. We loved um, working in big media at the time. We had worked so hard um, to get those jobs, get a foot in the door, work every shift, not make a lot of money, have so much passion, and then be at a point where I think like every industry, there was an inflection. How do you keep up with changing business models? How do you attract a younger audience? Um, How do you really integrate a digital approach? Um, And I don't think that most of the big media companies had been on that cutting edge of figuring Mm -hmm. it out, which was really frustrating for two young people who have so much get up and go and passion and want to make a mark. Um, And what we saw were kind of two different paths. One was, um, do we quit our jobs and go to business school? To be totally frank, there's no way we could have afforded that. We would have gone into debt and then tried to apply to jobs again where there wasn't that um, path into how we create a sustainable career that we loved. The mm-hmm. second path was waiting in line for you know one job that might open in the next 10 years. And I think that used to be the model in media. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, we saw our bosses taking buyouts. We saw things shuddering. You know, we graduated in 2008. We're very much um, cognizant of what it was like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm rolling my eyes at the 2008 part. But I think- You know I graduated in 2008 too. Yeah. Relax. Uh, (laughs) But I I mean, I think all of us then are, are a bit scarred by, we graduated at a time there were no jobs. If you had a job in finance or, you know, went to law school, um, we saw so many people get burned by that, get laid off, not have the ability to make the money that they thought they were going to make. And there wasn't this traditional path. So I think for both of us, it was this idea that we know we can do more. We don't want to wait around. And there is no kind of fallback plan. And that's really what led us to the idea to start something doing what we had always loved, which was tell our friends what was going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And to take a step back, you two, did Did you meet when you were studying abroad or yeah, we when met, did you actually meet? We met when we were 20 years old in Rome. So last year. Last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> That's in, so kind. Yeah. <laughs> in Rome. Um, we went to separate colleges but randomly did the same abroad program. Um, so met literally trying to find fried artichokes in the streets of Rome. Seems about right. Yeah. You know, the very um, casual story. Was there an instant connection or, I mean, how did that work? I mean, I, I will say I think the two of you are extremely different. So how. Really? Yes. So I don't actually think we're that different. No, I think it was, you know, think about what maybe we were doing when we were abroad. We were kind of going to class. Mm-hmm. We were traveling. We you were, were going eating. out. We were eating. We were eating. Drinking, and like, drinking lots of good wine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we were like, we would be at the same parties. Yeah. We would, you know, be in the same like wider social group. Um, and, you know, we were friendly. Like, I think but you didn't at that time ever. We think. weren't like best friends. Like, no. let's talk about, you know, what we should do next or like career stuff. You just I, liked each I don't other. Think, yeah. I mean, there was like a good vibe, but we never even talked about that we had the same interests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were talking about like, what club are you going to? Right. Right. Not, right. Like, yeah. So did you go back? 
to your respective schools and just stayed in touch no not even we were facebook friends which like you're you know facebook friends at that point with anyone you met and um it was after we graduated so during college i had interned for the political unit at nbc news and after i graduated i was working at nbc and i would read the um political units blog every morning and one morning i was reading and it was written by daniel weisberg and it's a really small unit weisberg like, weisberg yes, thank you. okay um <laughs> Jenna mm-hmm. and <laughs> Mayor. Jenna and Mayor. Mayor. Uh, so I was reading it and I was like, wait, is that Danielle Weisberg, the one I know? And it's such a small unit. Like I would know everyone she's working with. So I Facebook messaged her and was like, is this you? Like, are you working here? And then that's when we made the connection. Like, oh my gosh, we're both working for the same company, have the same interests, trying to figure out life and work. I ended up moving to DC where Danielle lived. And then we ended up both moving to New York and becoming roommates. And how was it living together? Well, we didn't start the scam right away also. So we lived together just like as friends for almost a year, uh, like nine months maybe. Almost a year. And I was so happy because I had a roommate before that who like clearly missed out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I have an important question. Did Carly make her bed when you guys lived together? I don't know. I didn't go into her room. Danielle didn't make her bed. Oh, definitely did not. Yeah. Jenny gets very upset because I sent her pictures of my outfits a lot and it's always with the bed in the background and the bed is unmade and she's horrified. Yeah, no, I don't make my bed either. I can't leave the house without making my it's just not oh. one of the things I like do. or even my bedroom i can't leave yeah. like wake up nope and like I don't start my day issue. without the bed being made i yeah. just like I'll why s- make I'll, it you have I'll to get back in it the picture she yeah. sent me thank you so you're living together yeah in a then, very small apartment okay and, and then i feel like co-founders should that's like the perfect like boot camp i disagree for, no. really yeah so we have very strong feelings we're an exception to tell me i think normal people should not be like a I want a co-founder. Will you be my co-founder? That right. scares yes. me, right? It is. You cannot find yeah. a co-founder. Correct. I don't believe in that. So then finding a roommate who is also <laughs> going to be a co-founder or thinking, oh, we're going to work so well that why don't we just add living together on yeah. top of it seems insane. insane. I think that it is a weird fluke that we were like- It's a miracle. Good mm-hmm. roommates that we- are good co-founders and that we are still very, very good friends. And I I think that our um, the things to take away, I think, from our partnership is how you work with anyone that you are close with, right? Whether it's a work wife, whether it's someone you might want to start a business with, it is not like it's a good idea to have a co-founder be your roommate. When you guys were starting the skim, though, and you were obviously already good friends at that point mm-hmm. or fairly good yeah. friends or – yeah. You like Danielle. I don't know how she felt about <laughs> you. No, we were, we were good friends. Okay. Yeah. When you started the skim, and I don't think I even asked you this at the point, when you sat down, you guys have similar backgrounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did you kind of sit down and say, okay, well, we both really look at this from like an editorial lens. So who's going to do this and who's going to do that? Or how did you kind of figure that it all out? Or it just came naturally? very much divide and conquer. I mean, mm-hmm. we, yes, we, had this, we really had like nearly identical like vocational yeah. training, for lack of a better word. Um. We we divided and conquered almost to a fault. I mean, like truly, when we would edit the newsletter in our overnight shifts, it took us a year and a half to realize we both didn't need to be up to watch the other edit. Like that is like how like in sync we were. And it was like three in the morning. Yeah. And then it was just like, maybe we 
both don't need to like watch each other. Um, so I think we were always like, if we don't know something, um, we will figure it out together. So we, you know, I think we both had a natural instinct for marketing and business. Um, but we went to every meeting together. We asked all the questions together. We both like had our notebooks, would take notes. And one of us got something faster than the other, would like teach it to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, while a sane person would be like, you know, you should divide and conquer. Like, this is how you split things up. I think it took us a really long time to be able to do that. And I think we are a unique, unique situation where that worked to our benefit. Um, it definitely solidified a partnership, but it also like had us learning at the same pace. Yeah. I think that's important. I feel like we did some, we were similar in that. And I think your move to LA has forced us to have to do things more separately, which yeah. I don't think we would have chosen naturally if the literally just logistically being apart. Well, people ask us a lot too. They're like, you know, who does what at JBC? Yeah. I mean, it's the number one question we get. They're like, who does the books or who does the back end and who actually is doing the pitching? And we're like, we both do both. Yeah. And I think we come mm-hmm. at it from different perspectives and we both had different experiences. And I think Melissa has stronger relationships mm-hmm. somewhere or in a mm-hmm. different division, but we have pure transparency across the board to every single division and every aspect mm-hmm. of JBC. And I think that's why we're a good yeah. partnership yeah. is that neither of us are relinquishing control in one specific area. She can focus more in one area, but I'm not like, oh, I'm not even involved right. in food and beverage. Right. I also I think-, think like what's interesting and like knowing like Janae really well is you um, like you're you have very quick like judgments about things which is also like why you're really good at what you do and i think you know when you have a good partner when you see how the other is really respectful of the other like like you were the first to like say what you don't like about someone and like you are always so protective of melissa like Mm -hmm. you are like you like treat Mm -hmm. her like family and talk about her like family and i feel like that's how we were which is when we had and how we are which is when we had to divide and conquer or learn other skill sets it was very much making sure the other one was in sync and like Mm -hmm. brought along with that i also think that something that and just hearing us talk about this conversation is we're all kind of approaching it defensively, right? Mm -hmm. And what I think in being in business for eight years we have seen is that the tech model has changed, media model has changed, partnerships have changed. And when you look at overall funding for female companies, it's still not nearly where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. So I think one thing that we had to get over is that there's no right way to run a company. Mm -hmm. And when we started, it was like, okay, well, you guys don't make sense because you don't have a technical co-founder. And there's two of you who kind of do the same thing. Now, looking back on who those investors invested in and where most of those companies that Mm -hmm. had that model are today, they're not in business. Some of them are huge, Mm -hmm. um, but a lot lot of them them don't exist. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that is just important for us to step back. And I think what's awesome about this conversation is that we're four women who all started companies. And one thing that is really important that I think um, we talk about a lot at The Skim is that our company is not just about what we do, it's how we do it. And hopefully we stand for a lot more than just The Skim. Mm -hmm. We stand for how women work together, how you create relationships, and what is the culture both from a benefit perspective um, and a how we show up every day perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you know, even three years ago, I don't think I would have felt as comfortable being like, we divide and conquer a lot, but there are some things that we do together, Mm -hmm. right? Because we get the same question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think also what's happening in terms of the defensiveness, which is a good point, um, in media today, I think people are very quick to attack female founders, solo female Mm -hmm. founders and business partners. This is a lot of our text chain. Yes. Yes. And it's, yeah, it's, 
extremely frustrating on many mm-hmm. different levels because for every one or two founders that obviously has a misstep and is highlighted in press, which is really not fair, there are so many amazing female founders that are doing amazing things that no one is yeah. writing about. And one of the reasons we're doing this podcast, too, is to talk about how there is such thing as two female founders who genuinely love working together. And again, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. It can get really messy between the two of us. But at the end of the day, I say this every day. I wouldn't have a business if it wasn't for Melissa. I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Mm -hmm, And I am very protective because I owe her an enormous amount. And I think it's really important that we're highlighting really positive, you know, supportive female friendships and co-founders. And I think actually your podcast does a great job of that too. When you have two women on, just the few times I've been in the room with you because we've had clients on it, the dynamic is so healthy mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem defensive and it seems interesting and it seems really supportive. And it's obviously a mission we have at JBC that we're very serious about. But I wish the media would talk more about that. It's not the clickbait headlines, right, yeah. but it's something that's really great that's happening right now in the ecosystem. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, since you guys have been doing this formally for eight years, in, but you were friends before then, what has been like a cosmic shift in your relationship? Like, was there a moment of growth? You're like, wow, we've graduated from two friends who were starting something that we hope was going to be successful to now we're running a really successful media company. And how is like the dynamic change or has it not at all? Is it, are you guys the same two girls? I don't think we're the now. same two people um, for lots of reasons. Um, one, we were just, we were 25 when we started this. So I think we're, you know, naturally you mature and grow up in lots of ways, um, sort of. Uh, <laughs> Jenny's, Jenny's shaking, shaking her head. Um, but I think that, you know, in many ways, like life happened and like, you know, we've gone through like real shit together. Can I curse on this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I think that, you know, it's I would say the shift in our friendship is like, I actually don't think of Danielle as a friend. I think of her as family. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. like, you just kind of like, it goes to yeah. a different tier. Yeah. Which I also think is like, and we both are very close with our families and have a similar relationship, which is like, I love my family dearly. They annoy me every single day. Like, <laughs> I love my sister. But um, <laughs> your sister's wonderful. Let's just That's throw that nice. out there. Um, But it's the same with us and same with you guys. It's like Mm -hmm. when people are like family, you can disagree, you can have arguments, it doesn't matter. And I think that is the type of relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think that getting there has been much more defined by the lows and when things Mm -hmm. have gone wrong than it has been by any success we've had as a company. Yeah. I mean, when you experience like the level of fatigue and stress that like any co-founders go through Mm -hmm. in building a business and just like life stuff, I mean, it's. It's crazy to think about like what what shared experiences you have with somebody and what sometimes it's just too hard to articulate to other people. And it's whether it's a spouse or a family member mm-hmm. or a friend where you're like, I just like if you just make eye contact, you know, you're both feeling the exact same way and nothing else needs to be said. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that we are very, very aware of and also why we are so protective. Yeah. I, I was the more and more I think about partnerships in a professional setting and I and I've talked to this um, with Jen before is I'm realizing that the this relationship is more complex than any relationship that I have in my life because um, with my parents and my sister and my family it's very straightforward mm-hmm. I unconditionally love these people whatever right that's fine yeah. husband same not thing going my anywhere. children same thing um, but a partnership is someone that you didn't you're not connected by any way by DNA right yeah. you're you've brought this person into your life in a different way and but it is personal it is professional it's so many other things and the 
the pressure on it is so much higher. So when you realize the level of trust and love that exists there, it's like you're almost like this is this relationship is way far beyond what I've experienced before. And imagine what you can do together when you actually realize that and then you go and do something together. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that's why I always say people who run businesses by themselves. I don't know how I, they do it. I don't know I how they do all it. The time. Like I was just at a conference um, by myself, which is like one of the rare times we don't go together. And I was like, it's so awkward to go up to people and introduce yourself. It's like uncomfortable to like when you walk into the room, like who should I sit with? Um, like all these little things that you kind of take for granted, but also just being able to um, kind of fight for yourself mm-hmm. in a certain way, um, either like literally for a seat at the table or yeah. or in a conversation or negotiation. Um, it's made so much easier with a counterpart. And so I was just thinking so much about solo founders. I'm like, how the hell do people do that? I also mm-hmm. just think um, – what doesn't get talked about enough in being an entrepreneur is the mental health part of it, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. um, this was what our female founders <clears throat> dinner was about last night that you guys didn't come to. No, I know we didn't. You go. I mean, I kind of pretended I was going <laughs> to okay, come. Yeah. I was then, very upfront yeah. with you, and I was like, okay. I have no interest yes. in going. Yeah. She like <laughs> strung me along for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't go. So because of my mental health, it requires mm-hmm. the difference sleep. in our management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, exactly. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I'm like upfront, and it might hurt. Yeah, real, no, real you fast, just really. said no. You just wrote back. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, so I think, you know, there have been times when. I think both of us have looked at, could we run parts of the business? Could we run the business, you know, solo? Yeah, probably. But it wouldn't be nearly as fun and we wouldn't be nearly as sane. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a really important point with longevity, Mm -hmm. where if you look at companies staying private longer, you, I don't know how people do that with out having someone else. Mm-hmm. And that is not just as simple as bringing in a support system when the company gets to a scale. Or having mm-hmm. a great family. Yeah. 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 I mean, something I wanted to say about the two of you, an anecdote that I don't think I've ever shared that Uh-oh. maybe, no, it's it's really, it actually makes you both look great. Oh, good. Um, that I've, I've spoken to Melissa about quite a few times is one of the reasons that I think your partnership works really well is that you've always been co-founders. You have never relinquished, all right, you're this person, I'm that person. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I think it was maybe your second year and I was advising you on press and a very well-known magazine wanted to put one of you on the cover. We've already added that. We've talked about this. Well, (laughs) I haven't talked about it on our podcast. But can I clarify what it was? Okay. Can we say what it was? It was for Forbes 30 under 30. It was not the cover, although that would have been nice. Oh, I thought it was Um, cover. And they wanted They wanted a picture, but they said it had to be one of us. One of you. And And we called you like in tears. In tears. I actually remember when this was happening. I actually, and I- Yeah, you asked. I remember you're like, hold on, I got to ask Melissa. Well, and I remember at the time because I was so- excited for you guys to get exposure at the mm-hmm. time that I actually think I told you guys you it's did. okay for one of you yeah, to do you it did. as long you as you're it. both I didn't in the text and I and I I don't regret saying that because I really did want the best for you guys but you were steadfast that you would not do press unless it was the two of you and I remember and I've used and it's that so anecdote. rare it's really rare well, many co-founders do divide and conquer and split that but up it's actually cool about that story so we said no yeah and then they came back yeah they were like okay like best of luck and then they came back a week later and we're like mm-hmm. we'll make an exception and we got the photo of the two of us and years later I mean like literally last year I met one of the editors who's no longer even there and mm-hmm. she's like I have to tell you like that's when I remembered who you guys were and I respected it so much and like you really helped both of you like helped us really think well, I remember that sitting in that little disgusting room with you guys with the couch <laughs> that was essentially a closet that yeah, you made really into gross. like a brainstorm room yeah. 
and you were sorry so <laughs> what'd you say it was really gross it was gross. Gross. Yeah. but it was you were really upset about it like you were yeah. really conflicted and mm-hmm. you were getting a lot of different advice and I remember telling you you know you have to play nice and don't yeah. push too much and you just both of you felt so strongly about it and again we use that anecdote for quite a few of our clients who have a similar mindset yeah. about it and I think it's something really people should aspire to be. And it's yeah. it's really, you know, something that we keep ourselves in check in quite a bit yeah. as well. I mean, I'm fine, to be honest with you, with Melissa getting 15 pictures taken because frankly, I don't enjoy that part. But when it comes down to real business stories or anything about JBC, you know, and they want to interview, say, me, because I'm technically the founder, I reference Melissa 15 out of 20 yeah. sentences uh, yeah. and I o- And I almost am like, okay, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, but I appreciate that, and I think that's important. And I think it speaks to value systems. Yeah. Because it's something that people, I think, especially running startups, sometimes don't think about what are our values yeah. until it's too late, like when they've already made mistakes um, and haven't built the foundation of their business or who they're going to be when it was just the two people starting it, right? Um, and you guys obviously have a value system that you like very steadfastly stick behind. And I think that then creates a culture and a business that will have longevity. Totally. I think that we weren't aware of it then, but I think about it mm-hmm. now and how we are as leaders and managers and the idea that um, everything we do is in service of the business. And the two of us, I mean, it's lucky that we really feel this way, but even if we didn't, like what is best for the business is to have a very strong foundation. And I think that that requires communication and equality if you have co-founders and co-CEOs. And I think a lot of times where we see this go wrong is from the very beginning, if two people are starting out mm-hmm. together at the same time and their deals look different. And mm-hmm. I just don't, I do not I don't know how that. you can make like really strategic financial mm-hmm. decisions if you don't have that parity between mm-hmm. the two of you. Um, yeah, we've seen a lot yeah. of that go wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, just to kind of move into present day now that we've reminisced quite a bit um and i'm kind of curious about this because i'll be honest with you i don't see them a lot do you guys have boundaries with each other when it comes to (laughs) i mean i'm just being completely i mean you certainly don't have boundaries with me so do you are there i mean and i'll be honest melissa and i did not have boundaries until she had a baby when she had a baby it was crystal clear that when she was with reese during those two hours that she's bathing her with her She's not going to talk to me. The first time, by the way, in six years that has happened. It's two yeah. hours of the day. I'm cut off. So but then like at 731 when she wakes up, like goes down, I'm like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? What's going on? We, have, we, we actually have boundaries that we've set together. Mm-hmm. Like we will talk on the weekends. We will not talk about work on the weekends. It's and actually, that's it's a clear very boundary. bizarre. And it's weird because people like, don't understand it. So like next week I'm on vacation. Um, but next weekend, so I won't be back for like two Mondays. Mm-hmm. But next weekend we're going away together. And I'm like excited, but I, I was just like, reminder, it's my vacation weekend. So like, don't, we can't talk about work. It's like, fine. And we will have a completely friend really? time. Yeah. yeah. What about like late at night, early in the morning? Is that, I mean, I mean, we both know we text each other doesn't mean that someone has to respond yeah. right away. Mm-hmm. But when that person logs back in, like yeah. in whatever sense, then then I think respond. one of the things that we do really well is when one of us is on vacation, um, we, you are the best at that <laughs> oh. from a company standpoint. Mm-hmm. I will say this until I'm blue in the face. The the culture and the mentality you have about taking time for yourself, the skim does the best. Thank you so much. And I think we'll start at the top. 
And I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't do it. And I see you guys do it. And even I will text one of you yeah. when you're on vacation and I won't hear back and yeah. I'll go insane. Yeah. You do. You get very annoying. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, we're very protective about that time. And it sucks you can't really put an out of office on your phone. Sort mm-hmm. of. Um, but like one of the things we do is we will send the other an email and it will say subject line read first. And it is a recap of everything you need to know that you missed for the week Mm -hmm. before you read any other emails in your inbox because that allows you to like quickly delete stuff or you already Mm -hmm. are up to speed or something was already solved. And that's something that we've done the last like five years and it works great for us and it allows us to like you seamlessly come right back in and there's no catch up meeting and it's just like you got all the context. Um, So I think that's enabled us to allow the other to have had space and just like take care of yourself um, whatever for whatever you're doing. Which we're not accustomed to do yeah. as founders and as women. Mm-hmm. So um, do you guys fight? I mean, I, I disagree. Yeah. For sure. But I think also like. Who usually I, wins? It, it, well, it's actually a really. I, I think, think it would a be a great way to. Well, also, it would be weird if we didn't ever disagree. Yeah. Like right. that's not a right. healthy relationship. Yeah. Well, you can't yeah. find like some amazing solution without any kind of yeah. conflict first, yeah. you know. Totally. But I think like our rule with work is we both want the same thing for the company. So if you like take a step back and you're like, okay, I'm making this up, but like we don't want to do this deal. If I felt really strongly about Mm -hmm. why we didn't want to do it, like Danielle would be like, fine, we won't do it because we both want the exact same Mm -hmm. goal. So it's, 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 I think we both do a really good job of keeping perspective around Mm -hmm. what the bigger picture Mm -hmm. goal is. And that is one of actually our company values is have perspective. Did that come with time or was that? I actually think we did that early on. I I don't think that came with time. I think how we communicate with each other has evolved Mm -hmm. because when we started, we thought like independently, we each thought we were a great communicator. And then we started managing people and we're like, oh, we each suck at this. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we've worked a lot on communication i think both with i mean to be totally honest like therapy but also with an executive coach Mm -hmm. and because of that i think the way that we communicate is probably much clearer so those moments don't feel like big deals when they come up Mm -hmm. they're more like i am identifying this as a moment where i need you to just back me because i feel really strongly about Mm -hmm. it i think when we started there were probably more times because we didn't really know how to say that to each other yeah right um awesome okay so let's see we have so many other questions um can you guys give us an example of um maybe like a maybe a one time where you maybe something more specific actually to what you were just saying where there was something that you really fundamentally didn't agree on and even though you both know you want the same thing for the business but it was just something where neither one of you wanted to relinquish it. Like, how did you actually resolve it and come to some sort of conclusion? i think of a good example. I know that this is not answering it, but I think what people always want to know is, like, what do you disagree about the most? I know what you're going to say about this. What? Lunch? It's hands down food. No. Oh, <laughs> it is hands I down. was going to suggest yeah. maybe Carly's outfits. <laughs> Jenny, no. Jenny, unlike you, I don't have strong, strong opinions. opinions. Yeah. Okay. No, about what Carly wears. Not I even really clothing. I, it's in like my top yeah. five priority list. Um, you need to redo your priorities. Yes. I know. Yeah, yeah. that's well, an yeah. issue. Yeah. Why don't you tell your friend yeah, Carly to stop texting me multiple times a day? Because you show outfits. such an interest. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good work. I know. Example. I'm not trying to avoid it. I'm just trying to think. Um. I have a good one. This was like literally month two. 
which was there was a show online, like a digital something that we were invited to be guests on. And uh. like flash forward, the founder of that is actually like reinvented her business 14 times and she's one of our investors eight years later. So it's just like a full circle story. But the show had like a funny, like tongue in cheek tone to it. And I was, we had not done like zero press and mm-hmm. I was absolutely terrified that this would be like one of the first times we go out there and it's going to backfire and we're going to put the wrong image out about ourselves. And Danielle was like, we got to get out there. We have to get press. And like, I felt so strongly that it was just going to like we were gonna embarrass ourselves, we was gonna set the wrong tone. And like, we really, really went back and forth about it. And like, when I think back, like such stupid energy and we should have been doing other things, we ended up doing it. Mm-hmm. Flash forward, like it was totally fine. And also that person became a friend and investor. So I'm glad we did it. But that I think that was an example where um, I really had to be convinced. Mm-hmm. I think also something you've done well, not to just keep doing PR for the scam, <laughs> is you've surrounded yourself with great advisors yeah. as well mm-hmm. so that and it's something you we've are an advisor. You are an advisor. Oh, yeah. This is Jenny's way for us to publicly <laughs> no, thank I, her. Jenny, you are a great advisor okay, we and friend. Thank you, guys. Yes. thank you, thank you. But I do think you do tap into them quite a bit. And I yeah. think it's something. Yeah, this is Jenny's way of saying no, it's too much. Not, <laughs> because truly, it's, I mean, I would assume on things that are financial or yeah. things, you're not talking to me about it. But you do have wonderful people to support yeah. you. Yes. And I think that you guys have never lived in a bubble. And I think that's very important for founders. I think we're very intentional. Yeah. And I think we're really good about knowing what we don't know. So if it is something outside of like our direct wheelhouse, we like to do our homework and like to figure out what do we need to know to make the right informed decision. Right. And then like a lot of times we do go with gut. But I think you're right. Like we've been very lucky to put together a great advisory group. And you admit when you don't Mm -hmm. know something. Like I think think that's nothing. You have to to be able to run any kind of People sometimes think that's a weakness. And it's something that we talk about. It's a weakness to not. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. when we started JBC, um, you know, we knew very little about things outside of fashion PR. We both yeah. come from traditional fashion mm-hmm. PR. Um, and when people started saying, well, will you look at a food and beverage division mm-hmm. or a tech client mm-hmm. or a home client, you know, our first reaction the first year was absolutely not. It's outside our wheelhouse. There's no way. And then we thought to ourselves, why can't we hire experts yeah. in that field mm-hmm. who can teach us how to do it so that we can expand our services? And it took a lot of time for us to get to that place because we were so kind of stuck in our ways. Yeah. And one of the things that I, it, when I think about the CEOs or entrepreneurs that I admire, they all have the same trait, which is curiosity. Mm-hmm. And I think that leads you to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And I actually, growing up, like hated raising my hand in qu- class and asking questions. And I think that I had to push myself to do that. And then I got into journalism and asking questions because that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And it is something that was never actually my default. And now it totally is. And I think that is such a an important skill for any entrepreneur, which mm-hmm. is just curiosity. And mm-hmm. the way that that comes out is you ask a question. I think you guys have actually inspired a lot of young women to do that too and yeah. speak up. Um, and that's a nice last time I'm going to be super nice to you <laughs> oh right gosh, now. I really love this version of you. Yeah. Um, do we need to get to the final yes. thing? Okay. So at the end of every – well, thanks, guys. We're Thank not you. done you yet. You guys are really good at this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because it, it really just comes naturally. I, we I mean, genuinely we love to talk. talking. <laughs> And if we, we get know, to, yeah. <laughs> so um, we're doing something at the end called the ship final five. I have to put an emphasis on the P. Yeah, the ship, ship final five, where we ask you guys just like five 
really quick, fun questions. Okay. Can we totally ask random. You? Yes, you can ask yeah. us too. Okay, great. Totally. Um, okay, so first question is, what do you? What's the first thing you do in the morning other than read, read the, the skim? I check my phone. I snooze my phone like eight times minimum. Oh yeah. What do you do, Melissa? You check on your child. Yes, I go and Child take breathing. Reese out of her yeah. crib and yeah. give her milk. I mean, I honestly, I blow my nose every morning. I have had <laughs> what? I have so had. Weird. That is the weirdest answer. Anyone who knows me that is listening to this is nodding, and so is my fiance. I've had bad allergies since I was a child. I blow my nose all the time, and I wake up every morning. I keep tissues like right next to That's my head, so and I blow weird. my nose. Okay, well, I hope. Okay. I mean, by the way, my answer was much more interesting than all three of yours. <laughs> okay. I think anything related to my kid is interesting. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> um, what is, I'm, I'm afraid to ask this, what is your go-to karaoke song? Thank you so much for asking. Um, I have two. Um, oh, well, actually, three. Uh, Do you have a good voice? No. no. Okay. But I Just love one too to many. Sing. Okay. Like, too. Fun fact is I sing at home all the time. Okay. Um, Toto Africa. Yeah. Um, You're so vain is my solo. Toto oh. Africa, I like the group to participate. You're uh-huh. so vain is my so my total solo. Um, can't fight the moonlight is also a solo. Nice. Okay. Uh, Kanye West new workout plan. I also oh, do a little bit. Very of, unexpected. I, I also do a little bit of in sync with the choreography. Okay. Oh, and together nice. when it's like a team activity, we yeah. do. Oops, I did it again with choreography. Are either of you good at dancing? No. No. Okay. I mean, that's like not the point. Of I have I'm a lot curious. of confidence in my dancing, Same. but yeah. I have zero. Oh my god, Jen ability. thinks she's the best dancer. Yeah. I've never seen and, you dance. Oh, I will I send you videos. It's wait, what's tell me I dance like? With my elbows, elbows. like a tall, awkward white girl. Does. I just, I am like the ultimate. She gets 80s. very compact, Me and too. then yeah. like, like I love dancing. Me like too. you love singing. Yeah. I have no technical ability, but it doesn't matter. Oh, I mean, I do have technical ability. Yeah. I do, I do, it doesn't look like you do. My not. go-to is um, Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice. What's yours? Um, mine is anything Ace of Base. Like I just mm. go to the catalog and pick one. Okay. I like. It's always a crowd pleaser. Your turn. Oh, um, what is the last thing you watched? And please don't say Love is Blind. Well, I was. Love is Blind. <laughs> Narcos. Although, actually, for this, I will say I, last night I watched Golden Girls to go to sleep. Aw. Narcos Mexico. Oh, great one. I genuinely do not. I have not. I was obsessed with success, Succession. Yes. And then mm-hmm. since then, we have not been able to find a show that we're like, I've been watching that John Favreau chef show on Netflix. Oh, really? I, I yeah. love cooking shows. Yeah. yeah. So... Those I usually fall asleep during it. Um, Sean and I are watching McMillions right okay, now. Okay, let's and it's let's go wonderful. back. What did you? What were you just obsessed with on Netflix? Virgin River. Okay, I don't know that. Oh, oh my gosh, Virgin River was amazing. Any of you? Okay, no, it's so good. It. It's like it was. It's like a slightly better version of a Hallmark Channel movie. Oh, then oh. I love it. Yeah, it's okay. it's very good, high quality. But Great. McMillions is very entertaining. Okay, I'm all oh. about Virgin River now. Yeah, do it. Um, <laughs> what's the last thing you bought? Oh. Um, last thing I'm Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, Jenny, what did I you think buy? you bought a sweater, <laughs> a Tory Burch sweater I on Unaffordable. <laughs> no, it was on Shopify. You guys okay. need boundaries. Yes, <laughs> this is so weird. I did. It's a great sweater. Actually, no, that's not true. The last thing I bought was Clorox. Okay, oh, yeah. oh yeah. The last fair. thing I well, the last thing I tried to buy was hand sanitizer, but it's been sold out everywhere. We have a client that does non-toxic <gasps> hand wash. Hand wash, and we will send oh, it to you. Thank yes. you. Um, Branch Basics. What is the last thing you bought? I'm I just bought another Hatch jumpsuit because my I'm getting more pregnant by the day. 
but you look wonderful. You do Thank you. you. Do you look great? I mean, so everyone nice. should look as beautiful as you do. Yeah, you're you so nice. Great. Oh my god! You put a mic in front of me, and yeah. I, I don't. All of a sudden, she's so nice. nice. <laughs> should um, we just like attach this? Yeah, to you? This is I know. Bizarre. So I'm gonna walk around yeah. the streets. And very lastly, what it, and you cannot say the skim. What is your favorite Instagram account right now? We well, can't say jbetcom. Carly yeah. and Danielle. No, you can't say that either. Because you just can't. Um, well, I can. Um, <laughs> I love Sarah Blakely's. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I love. I follow a lot of royal accounts. Um, <laughs> and you have very strong feelings. I have very strong feelings. That could be another podcast. That's a whole other thing. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just like a lot I follow. Um, trying to think of a different one. I don't know, guys. I'm like, I'm really. Yeah, well, mine is Dorinda Medley from Real Housewives oh, yeah. of New York. Oh, I think she's wonderful. Um, but I also, I mean, there's a bunch that I like. You should have them on. That would I mean, be fascinating. That's like a dream. That would make her life. I would. Oh, be you know, done. I really like following um, Misi, like the restaurant. Like, the oh pa- yeah, the, it's all their pasta. The ta- oh, Misi drops. It makes me so hungry. It makes me so though. hungry. I love pictures mm-hmm. of pasta. I love going What's yours? There. You're trying to say know. like Reese's. No, not Reese's because I, I do Reese's account. Um, I don't know. I think I'm a little bit like jaded and kind of bored by Instagram, to be perfectly honest. I also very much like Maura Brannigan's, who's our pseudo producer and head of content because she does selfies in the really hideous bathroom mirror at our office. <laughs> yeah. And Why do you do that? For some reason, <laughs> she looks great, but everyone else who tries to do it looks like they're in it. That's terrifyingly really good, like that's a really good metal call out yeah. situation yeah so um yeah there's a lot of fun instagrams in our office right now they all yeah. do it much better than we do and they they all do it better than you guys do well yeah thank, obviously thank you. um that you've was, made that your feelings Jenny promoting yeah at carly and danielle yeah. you've made your feelings clear is there anything you want publicly. to tell our five viewers about or yeah five anything that we should be sharing with the people about the skim. Yes. Uh, if you have been living under a rock, you may not know that it's 2020. So it's an election year. Uh, sure make is. sure you are registered to vote. The skim will have you uh, up and running on registration, everything you need to know around the candidates for the entire year. Uh, so check out theskim.com, sign up for our newsletter. What's and the hashtag? Skim the vote? Skim 2020. Skim 2020. Okay. That and follow at Carly and Danielle. For more witty commentary. <laughs> and well, to be, also will feature our favorite troll, Jenny. Yeah. Yes. yes, it will. Uh, well, thank you so much. That was the partnership. Make sure to visit our website, jenniferbet.com, um, and subscribe to the partnership wherever you get your podcasts. We also have an Instagram. At jbet.com. We have a podcast oh, Instagram. It's at the partner underscore ship. You're going to make us do that again. No, that was really good. That was great. Thanks. You guys, guys. Are really good you guys are great. It's fun, right? You're very good at that.